Welcome to our newest series, Pelicanus Deep Dives, where we take a headline from a recent Pelicanus News episode and take a deep dive, just like a pelican, into the article and try and explain some of the more technical, nuanced, or maybe complex ideas of the story to help us all better understand our world. While we will still release these as audio podcasts, this is really made for video, as we'll show diagrams, data visualizations, or photos to better illustrate the article's topics. Check out our YouTube page or social media to watch the video version. In this episode, our host Harrison Parker, Caltech doctoral candidate in atmospheric sciences, explains a recent technological advancement in solar energy that we highlighted in our August 1st episode of Pelicanus News. Let's get straight to the episode and hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to Pelicanus Deep Dives, where we take an article mentioned in Pelicanus News and dive into the details like a fishing pelican. Today, we are talking about this article uh, by Unidal, published in Science Advances on June 2nd, 2021, and discussed during the August 1st episode of Pelicanus News. Now, these scientists have found an organization of specific materials that boosts current flow in solar cells by a thousand times the normal. This could be a revolutionary technology in solar energy production. But first, Let's talk about why solar energy is important. Renewable energies like solar are a crucial path to our part of reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, they stimulate the economy by creating jobs and they decrease air pollution that is directly harmful to human health. Solar energy use has been on the rise and is becoming cheaper and cheaper. If we could harness it well enough, solar energy could cover a lot of our energy needs. With the current infrastructure efficiency, it accounts for roughly 11% of the renewable energy in the US and 2% of the world's electricity. So before we talk about the new technology in the article, let's talk about how solar energy is normally generated. There are two kinds of renewable energy, solar thermal energy, this one, uh, and solar vo photovoltaic energy, sometimes called solar PV. Uh, since the article we're discussing today deals with solar, solar photovoltaic energy, we will have to talk about solar thermal energy in a future episode. Um, now, solar photovoltaic energy is created using solar panels that we see pretty much everywhere now. These solar panels are generally made up of a semiconductor materials like silicon, commonly found in things like computer chips or even silicone caulking. Uh, silicone can interact with sunlight and create an electric charge and then we can make it create electricity. Uh, so solar panels have sort of a semiconductor sandwich uh, and when a photon or bit of light hits the sandwich it knocks loose an electron which is good because moving electrons are what create electricity. Uh, the thing is is to create electricity these electrons need to be moving in one direction consistently or at least all at the same time. To make sure this happens, one side of the semiconductor is negatively charged and the other side is positively charged so that the negatively charged electrons will be repelled from the negative side and attracted to the positive side, kind of like a magnet. Now that we know that, this is great. We have electricity being generated from light hitting the solar panels and now we can get to look at how much. Uh, solar panels can theoretically convert one-third or 33% of the light that hits them into energy. But our best solar panels at the moment can only do about 20%. Uh, this is getting better with time and research, uh, but these limits to solar panel efficiency have motivated researchers to find a better material to create solar panels. And in their studies, they looked into something called ferroelectric materials. And now finally, we get to look at the star of the show, the Unidal article. Uh, so ferroelectric materials uh, are materials that exhibit similar behavior as the traditional solar cell. They're polarized so that one side is negatively charged and one, the other side is positively charged. And you can actually change this by applying an electric field. 
these materials can get around some of the physical limitations that the semiconductor solar cells uh, we discussed earlier have and, and limit the efficiency. Um, and so scientists have tried many different versions of ferroelectric materials. They've used different metal oxides. Um, then they've also created super thin layers to try and improve their effectiveness at creating electricity. Uh, and while these materials show promise, they do not absorb sunlight as well, and therefore are still far from the efficiency of our current solar panels. But that's where today's article comes in. So scientists at the Martin Luther Universität Halle-Wittenberg in Germany have found that stacking different materials together in super thin layers can greatly increase electric flow in the material. They do this by vaporizing the materials and depositing them as a thin film, almost like spray paint, but on a nanometer level. Uh, so these materials end up with like 500 layers, but they're only 200 nanometers thick. For, for reference, that is about a million times thinner than the thickness of a penny. So the weird thing is that they did this uh, by doing the opposite. They, they, they created this large flow by doing the opposite of what you'd expect. They put less ferroelectric material. In fact, they put a third of the amount. They sandwiched this ferroelectric material called barium titanate between a material called strontium titanate and calcium titanate. So those are paraelectric materials, materials that can become ferroelectric, but only under the right conditions. So this combination of barium, strontium, and calcium titanate allows for electrons to move more freely in the material and allows and makes the flow up to a thousand times stronger than just the barium titanate alone. So their findings have held up for six months. That shows that this method is viable for a bunch of applications and could actually be scaled up to a wide usage. So now that they know that their now that they know that their methods work, they are now looking into exactly why this particular ordering of different materials works the way it does, and hopefully in that research they will be able to figure out even more amazing things about ferroelectric materials. So there we have it. The unit all sci scientists are working to make the world a better place, and I, for one, am glad that they are that they are, and I am glad that I get to talk about it here. So if you'd like to read more, uh, see the description for the resources that I used. Uh, and remember to subscribe to Peliconis on your favorite podcatcher, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And keep up on your Pelicanus news. See you next time. Your host for this episode is Harrison Parker. The producers are Harrison Austin and Taylor Parker. Music was provided by Picture Book Studios. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll talk to you next time. Peliconis.